Alexa, play Whitney Houston. Okay. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get access to over 50 million songs. Download the Amazon Music app today. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. You heard it here first. That's the War Chant playing. And if you don't know why the War Chant's playing, well, then we got something to talk about. <laughs> I want to introduce everybody to myself. My name is Dr. Ray. I am the host here on the Hot Corner. And I want to welcome everybody into the show tonight. It's been a while since we've been on the air here. Uh, the last couple weeks, we've been having some issues. I had a board exam. There's a lot been going on, but we're back on the air. We're back live at it. We got a lot to talk about here tonight on the hot corner. So what I want to do is, before we get into the show here, I want to go ahead and introduce my co-host, man, Miss the legend, Mr. Manuel P. Ferrero III. Manny, how are you? Hey. Oh, uh, I'm doing all right, Dr. Ray. I'm doing all right. I just got back from uh just got back from Puerto Rico actually. Um but yeah, man, I hate I hate that song, Dr. Ray. I hate starting the show with that with that chant, that stupid FSU chant that you guys love over there in Tallahassee, man. Well, maybe if you would have got a better uh let me see, what is it? Uh opening day pick? And maybe if you would have got a better fantasy baseball team, we could have been listening to O-C-A-N-E-S-K-K-K-K. But we're not. We're listening to the war chant. And we're listening to it all day, baby. Manny, tell them why we're listening to the war chant. Well, we're listening to the war chant because uh, Dr. Ray beat me in our first, uh, the first week of our fantasy baseball um, hot corner league over here. Um, this is our first year doing the fantasy sports, the uh, fantasy baseball league. We did, we just finished the uh, football, the football league. Now we're just doing, we just started the uh, baseball league, and uh, it just so happened that. Dr. Ray and I uh, faced off in the first week of the um, of the baseball fantasy baseball season, and uh, we had a little friendly wager going on. Um, so, Dr. Ray, I didn't get a chance to uh, to to dress up in in full FSU gear, so I'm gonna have to do that. I'm gonna have to borrow some gear because I, I really don't have anything of. Uh, garnet and gold. Who wears those colors, by the way? But uh, 
you're gonna have to lend me some uh, FSU gear so we could uh, so I could wear it and you we could post it on social media and then you could you could have your your laughs for this year I guess. Hey, I'm a, I'm a good sport, man. Hey, I'm not a sore loser, brother. I'm I'm gonna go through with it, so don't worry about it. All right, excellent. Well, I'm excited. I can't wait. And don't worry, I got plenty of FSU gear to go around, so we'll get you fitted right, get you looking good. And uh, by the way, man, everybody bleeds garnet at least. So, you know, that's at least one good thing. But um, anyway, let's go ahead and move on. We got a lot to talk about here tonight on the show. We got a couple special guests. Uh, We got a lot of stuff going on. But um, Manny, why don't we go ahead and uh, cut to, let me see, what do we want to cut to here? What do we got going on? We have a, a whole brand new IESPS programming. And, uh, well, we got to talk a little bit about what's been going on with Manny and I since the last show. So, Manny, why don't you tell me a little bit about what's going on there? Well, um, like you stated earlier, uh, we haven't spoken uh, for a couple of weeks now, Dr. Ray, correct? Yes, sir. It's been two weeks we haven't been on the air. <clears throat> yeah, well, um, I was actually sick. I was, uh, my, my son, uh, I, I guess he caught a virus from one of his playmates, and, um, he, uh, he got a, he got a virus, and he passed it on to my wife and I, uh, we were all sick for a couple of weeks. Uh, it just so happened that you also had the um, your test for your um, your test for your chiropractic test, uh, and you had to study for it. So we took off a couple of weeks, and uh, I also I also was in Puerto Rico. Uh, so I just got back from Puerto Rico hosting the uh, Puerto Rican ISPS National Open Championships over there in Vega Baja. Uh, I was able to meet uh, the mayor of Vega Baja, uh, Mr. Marcos Cruz. He was able to say some words in the opening ceremonies. It was really, really nice, man. We we uh, we played the uh, national anthems of both Puerto Rico and USA because uh, we had a team uh, representing the USA from all over. Uh, well, the majority of them were from Florida, but there were some from Alabama, from Texas, from uh, the Carolinas. Um, so, man, it was a great, great weekend uh, over there in Puerto Rico, and we're going to talk a little bit a little bit later to uh, one of the players that came from the United States. Actually, he's a, he's a born Puerto Rican uh, from Bayamón, uh, a town over there in Puerto Rico, um, but he lives currently here in the States, and uh, he was one of the players that traveled over from Unfazed Sports uh, over there to the island, and they participated in the tournament. Uh, so we're going to talk to him a little bit more about the uh, Puerto Rican trip a little bit later, Dr. Ray. But um, what about you? What have you been up to? How was the test? Did you pass the test? Uh, I don't know. I don't know what you've been up to since the last time we've spoken. Yes, sir. As a matter of fact, um, I did. I had, you know, uh, what I had basically was a board test, um, and the board's test was all about um, basically the internal medicine certification that I'm doing. So it was the the certification for that, and it was a 
a, a studying, long studying process. You know, I probably should have studied a little bit more, but it worked out all right. Um, you know, always as on, when you take a board, you wonder what the heck, where did they get these questions from? Uh, but there was a lot of there was a lot of questions that I had studied perfectly and I knew what was going to be on there. So I got lucky, and uh, the work that I put in really paid off. So that was good, even though we had to cancel a show for it. Um, but it was great. And then you know, the week before that, I was actually sick too, and I haven't been sick in like I don't know, like eight years or something like that. Uh, it was crazy, but. It was just one of those things that, that got me, and Monday, two Mondays ago, I was horrible, and then Wednesday, I was still all nasal, so I was like, you know what, Manny's all sick too, so it's probably better that we just uh, cancel the show for this week and, and move it on to the next week, but then the next week, everything came up, so that's actually what inspired our, our health topic for tonight, which is going to be about viruses, because um, I know, Manny, you said that your whole family had caught a virus, as you mentioned a little bit ago, so... We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about what all that stuff, what viruses do and how they affect the body and how they all work and what you can do to protect yourself against them. So we're going to be talking a lot about viruses as our health topic for the night. So if you guys do want to call in at all, um, we want to remind you, if you have a question about viruses, if you get sick all the time and you don't know if it's a virus or what it is, um, viruses are, are, are something for Ebola is a virus, for example. So if you have questions about that, go ahead and call us up. Um, but the number to call in is 347-637-3978. So go ahead and, and remember that. And uh, what we're actually going to do right now is cut to a commercial very quick, and then we'll be right back actually talking about viruses. So go ahead and get that phone call in, and we'll be right back after this. Hey, everyone. This is Manuel Ferrero reminding you to visit our sponsor, Muchera Sports, at Muchera.com, the most innovative baseball and softball performance gear the base pass have ever seen. Muchera is the official sliding pants of ISPS. When you visit Muchera.com, make sure you remember to use the ISPS discount code. Simply put ISPS and receive 10% off your order. All right, and we are back. Uh, let's go ahead and get talking about viruses here tonight. Again, we want to remind you guys, social media, you can send us questions on Twitter. You can send us questions on Facebook. Um, but we're going to be talking about viruses tonight, and viruses are a very tricky thing. Um, viruses are a pathogen. They are something that can cause disease. They can cause you to not feel very well at all. And there's a whole lot of different viruses out there. So we're going to talk a lot about the types of viruses and what they can be kind of correlated with. And we're going to talk about some of the things that they can do to your body and how they do them. And then you guys will be better educated and know when you have a virus and when you don't, because it's important to know when you have a viral infection as opposed to a bacterial infection. And the reason is because if you take an antibiotic for a viral infection, well, you're not really doing much at that point for what you have going on. So what we want to do is make sure that we can narrow down the type of infection you have to, to specify treatment because bacterial infections are something that have basically been thought to be the cause of disease for a very long time, and doctors will prescribe antibiotics. The problem is, is that these bacteria were actually here before we were. So they, they are continuing to grow and evolve just like we are. And there is actually strains of bacteria that are becoming resistant to antibiotics. And that's very, very dangerous because it could be 
one of these, you know, 28 days later uh, zombie apocalypse type of stories where people get infected and there's nothing that can help them. Their own body won't be able to, to, to fight against this bacteria and not even antibiotics will be able to fight against this bacteria. So that's why it's so important that we help cultivate immune systems in our children so that we don't be susceptible to these types of bacteria that are constantly growing and evolving the same way that we are. Um, so, again, we want to talk a little bit about kind of the differences. Um, but both bacteria and viruses have a lot of similarities. So let's talk about that as first. So how can they be spread? Well, there's a lot of different ways that they can be spread, coughing and sneezing, um, you know, obviously exchange of fluids, whether it's kissing or intercourse or something like that, contamination of surfaces of food, uh, water, so sharing drinks, those kinds of things. And then a, a big way that, that infections get transferred is actually through vectors like uh, different creatures, so fleas, ticks, pets, livestock, all those things, you know, uh, undercooked meat, those things are also uh, ways that we can, that we can start to, uh, I guess, transmit these different things. So a lot of bacteria are harmless. Um, however, every virus is something that will have some sort of an effect on your body. Now, bacteria you can get rid of. However, viruses you cannot. Once you contract a virus, you will always, always, always have that virus. There is no ifs, ands, or buts about it. The only difference is that your immune system learns how to find that virus and how to suppress that virus. And sometimes they go into what are called dormant phases. But one of the things that viruses do is that they can, they can become, I guess they can kind of come back. So a great example of that is shingles. When, when everybody's young, they get the chicken pox. It's almost inescapable. Everybody gets the chicken pox. As they get older, if their immune system becomes weakened or they become very stressed, they have the ability to develop then shingles. Shingles and chicken pox are the same exact virus except for it mutates in the way that it expresses as, as we become older. So that's one example. You know, there's all these shingles viruses and different – or shingles viruses, shingles vaccines. But if you just keep your immune system strong and healthy by keeping yourself healthy, you don't need to worry about injecting that virus into you because – it's already in there if you've had the chicken pox. So the way that viruses work is that they trick our body, basically, because they go into our cells and they use our own DNA to actually recreate themselves. So they, they trick our immune system by using our DNA so that we appear to be uh, like the virus or the virus appears to be like us. So in essence, it makes it kind of like a stealth infection uh-oh, we got a call, we got a text, or we got a tweet. What do we got there, Manny? Yeah, I got a, um, a private message here on Facebook. They want to know if chicken pox came actually from a chicken. <laughs> you know what? I actually have no idea <laughs> if chicken pox came from a chicken or not. I don't think so. <laughs> I, I think it actually probably came from livestock. I'm not exactly sure. Um, I might be able to find that real quick while while we're here on the air. And if we do, I'll try to come up with the origin of chicken pox. Um, but right now, I can tell you that I think it was named um, because it makes you it makes you kind of pick at yourself like a chicken would pick. I don't know the exact the exact reason or the origin of it, but I do know that the actual name of the virus is called varicella. Um, and so varicella will yeah, change, varicella. Um, that's right. Exactly. So varicella is it's a virus. 
Um, and it's one that, that will become, again, dormant within the body. Um, <clears throat> so it's something that, again, chicken pox is there, um, and then it becomes dormant once oh, your body learns how to fight Dr. that virus. I'm sorry, Dr. Ray. I have a question. I remember getting varicella. I remember I, I was I was raised by my grandmother, so that's what she would call it, varicella. Um, but I remember the first, there's like some myth or something. I don't know if it's a myth or something, but they say that the, the, the first, uh, I guess the first mark or the first little uh, pimple that comes out during chicken pox, uh, if you scratch it or something, it'll it'll stay there forever, and I I still have mine to this day, um, in um on my forehead. What 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 is that about? Well, what can happen is if the if the actual chicken pox lesions get very large, and you pop them or you or you fiddle with them too much, you can actually develop a scar from them. Um, I actually have one of those too, and it's kind of like a like a pitting scar that you kind of get, and, and it almost looks like an indentation, like a crater. Um, but that's very common, and it will happen when there's a large pock and, and it's one that's in very itchy and it's in a place, um, you know, where it, where it can, you know, really cause a lot of bother, bother. And if you itch at it and pick at it a lot and try to pop the pustule or the blister, um, it can leave a scar there. So that's something that can happen. But I don't know if it has too much uh, to do with the with the name, um, but there's and I'm looking up here online now. It says that it was it was thought to be derived from chickpeas, and it it, it may have been originated in chickens as well too. Um, so there's your answer. It's a possibility. I think the edi- the etymology of the name, why they called it chickenpox, is kind of unknown at this point. So um, again, it, it's just something that we go through varicella. But it can, be, it can actually be something that, that plagues your immune system over time. So, for example, I have a patient right now who came in to me, and, and she started developing fatigues about maybe a month ago now. And out of nowhere, she just started getting fatigued and fatigued and just tired all the time. And she eats healthy. She works out. She kind of does everything. But she's under a lot of stress at her job. She's a lawyer. So we're treating and, you know, we're trying to find out what's going on and I do some blood work with her and I see that her white blood cells are showing some sort of a chronic infection. So she doesn't have any infection that I can see after her physical examination. So I said, you know what, I think it it might be something, a virus that's causing this. So we ran some viral antibodies and sure enough, it came back that varicella was elevated. So she doesn't have chickenpox right now, but if the vaccine, or not, excuse me, not the vaccine, but the antibodies continue to rise, it means that her body is really actively fighting that varicella virus, and that could be what's causing her to become so tired. So that varicella virus could be replicating at a higher rate right now and hiding from her body and creating a lot of stealing of, of the vitamins and nutrients that her body needs to sustain energy and create energy, making her very tired. So now we just started a treatment um, to help her with a lot of antiviral herbs, a lot of immune system nutrients and vitamins, and we should see very quickly that she starts to improve. So we'll give you an update on that coming up in the next few shows and let you guys know. But a lot of times autoimmune diseases and fatigue and these types of problems where it's like, man, this came out of nowhere and there's no reason for it will be caused by these viruses that become active within the body and then start to create havoc and wreak havoc on the immune system. And when the immune system gets tired, that's when other opportunistic issues can come about. 
So very important to try to monitor these, these viruses and to keep them uh, low. Um, but a great way to know if they are affecting the body is if we see a change in the white blood cell profile. So doing just a CBC, which even if you don't have insurance is like $5, is very cheap and effective to see is there any type of chronic infection that could be infect in, uh, in infecting somebody causing these types of issues. And those infections, again, like I said, may not be apparent just by doing examination. When I did this examination, I didn't see any problems with it. But now she did develop a swollen lymph node. And so that lymph node tells me that there's definitely an immune response happening. And, and right now it seems to be because of varicella. And so that tells me that, okay, we found the problem here. We know what's going on. So there's no antibiotics that we can give for that. What we need to do is get her body to start to fight against this virus much better. So same type of thing happens for these autoimmune diseases. Autoimmune diseases are very often caused by viruses. And so there's actually a list of different types of viruses that are, that are linked with different types of autoimmune diseases. So I did want to go over that with you guys a little bit, and one of them is Epstein-Barr virus. Epstein-Barr virus is something that almost 90% of people have. Very, very, very common infection. Uh, and I know you guys have heard of this as well, too. Epstein-Barr virus is uh, known as mononucleosis. Does that sound familiar to you, Manny? Have you ever heard of that? I guess that's mono, correct? You know, when you're in uh, middle school, you start uh, making out with the wrong girl in the in school. <clears throat> it's a mono. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So mono is, is, is Epstein-Barr virus, and it's associated with autism, with lupus, with rheumatoid arthritis, with Sjogren's disease, with multiple sclerosis, with Guillain-Barre syndrome with Reader syndrome, with polymyositis, with uh, glomerulonephritis, so all these different diseases. Um, and then there's cytomegalovirus, which is also linked to autism and lupus and rheumatoid arthritis and type 1 diabetes. And then there's herpes, which is also linked with autism and autoimmune hepatitis. And uh, there's also measles, which is known as rubella, which is autism and multiple sclerosis and autoimmune hepatitis. So there's a lot of different viruses that can be linked with these long-term diseases, and the medical treatment for them is immune suppression. It should really be immune deconfusion. So when people have these diseases, this is something that can be treated naturally by helping the body discover if these viruses may be the causes. So, again, a lot of information out there about viruses, but your body's built to handle it. If you're very stressed, that's when you're going to have trouble handling it. So uh, we're going to go ahead and move on here, but great question about do chicken pox actually come from chickens? Uh, we'll see if we can actually find a real answer <laughs> for that and, and see if we can keep you guys updated on that. Uh, but we're going to go ahead and we're going to keep it moving here, and we're going to be back right now talking about fantasy sports, and we're going to talk about the hot corner listener league. We're going to talk about the team that's in first place. And, uh, oh, uh, I think that's my team. But anyway, we'll check it out. Oh, and uh, we'll, be, we'll be right back after this. B45 yellow birch wood bats from Canada are the official wood bats of ISPS and also the official bat used in the ISPS Puerto Rican leagues in Puerto Rico. They're made from Pro Select yellow birch wood from Canada and also they will be featured in some of our upcoming ISPS wood bat tournaments and wood bat leagues. 
Stay tuned for more information. Visit them on Twitter and also follow them at B45 Yellow Birch. B45 Yellow Birch, the official wood bat of ISPS. All right, so we are back on the hot corner here. want to remind everybody that they can go ahead and they can give us a call whenever they like and get on the show here and ask any questions, either about the health topic of the night, which we just finished up, which was viruses, or if we have any of the members of the uh, Listener League that want to call in, talk some smack, talk some trade, uh, we're definitely here for that. And then we're going to be getting again to our special guest, Spiker Helms of TourneyGuy.com in a little while um, after this next segment. But for right now, it's time to talk about fantasy sports and fantasy baseball, and we're going to talk a little bit about what's going on around the league, what's going on in the majors, and uh, more importantly, let's talk about what's happening right now in our league here. Um, so let's take a look here. First place we got, what a surprise, Dr. Ray's team. Uh, 3-0, and 1,000% winning percentage. Uh the most points in the league, 1,389.50. And let me see, I have the one, two, three, four, fourth most moves in the league. So we've got a couple teams that haven't even made some moves here, Um, but we do also uh, have some teams that have made a bunch of moves. And let's see, (laughs) which team has made the most moves here? Um, Oh, that'd be Mr. Manuel P. Ferrero III. His team has made the most moves hey. here. Uh, so, Listen. I don't know, Manny, tell me, what's, what's the reason for all these moves? you got 17 moves, man. What's, what's going on? I think, I think I'm invoking uh, my George Steinbrenner uh, mode here, <laughs> brother. I'm, dude, I'm wheeling and dealing, wheeling and dealing. 17 moves, and we're only three weeks into the season, brother. Here we go. Let's go. That's that's how it's done right there. No, it's uh, you know what, so many honestly in a league, in a ten-team league especially, there's going to be a lot of turnover, and it's it's not a problem at all. You know, I mean, especially in a daily, especially in a daily game, you know, it, it it's a good thing. Um, there was a move that I really wanted to make, and I forgot to make it, and it looks like somebody made it for me. So we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, but right now the standings are broken down. We've got two teams that are undefeated. That's uh, my team and Maiden Dave, and then in third, fourth, and fifth, respectively, we've got B Man Eight, Manuel Ferrero, and Team G Code. So we've got the ISPS directors in the top five there, and then we've got a couple other three teams that are one and two, and then two teams that are zero oh and three as well too. So right now the league is kind of it's still young, it's still early. We're still not even a quarter of the way done with the season yet, and uh, there's there's some trends that are developing here. Um, Now, oddly enough, the teams that have scored the most points are not necessarily the ones that are ranked the highest. So this is one of the differences here in these head-to-head leagues where it really depends on who you're playing. Sometimes you can kind of get lucky, and sometimes, you know, it's sometimes you score the second highest in the league, but you're playing the one guy that scored higher than you. Um, So it's kind of a pain sometimes, but Hey, that's where it's at. So let's take a look right now. This week, I'm actually playing Maiden Dave, so the two undefeated teams are heading off against each other. Right now, I'm up 166 to 102. Um, Hey, hey, Dr. Ray. Dr. Ray, John Carlos Stanton just hit. Oh, man, he just hit a home run off of my own pitcher, man. Uh, (laughs) I have (laughs) – 
I have Giancarlo Stanton. He just hit a home run, but uh, he hit it off Bartolo Colon, which is also my pitcher. <laughs> oh, no. The that's beauty no of good. fantasy baseball, man. There it is. That's the beauty of it. That's for sure. <laughs> oh, man. No good. Um, well, that's pretty funny, actually. You know, it's like, yes, he hit a home run. But I'll tell you what, that works out, though, because how many runners were on base? Uh, I don't know. How many runners were on base? None? One one runner. One runner on base. Uh, one runner is not too bad. Um, you know, but usually if it's a solo home run, it'll still work out in your favor because you only lose a point for an earned run. Um, but you'll still gain, you know, the four bases and, and the RBI and everything like that. So sometimes it, it'll work out for you um, unless it's the game-winning home run, and then you'll lose the uh, – then you'll end up losing the the win, which can cost you a lot of points. So, um, man, I feel you, though, on that one. But anyway, Manny, you're still ahead. You're currently beating Shelby's team right now, 151 to 132. So you're getting up there in those points. Um, right now, high man in the league is 166.84. Who's that? Oh, that, that's my team again. And uh, let's see, low guy right now is Albert's team with 98. And he's currently losing to Team G Code with 107. So that that's a close matchup. Um, Team G Code actually wouldn't be beating many people. Oh wait a minute, I made a mistake. I'm here talking smack. We've got a team that's up at 241, and that's B Man, and he's two and one right now in third place, and he's climbing the charts pretty quick. He's actually got the second most points in the whole league, um, but he does have that one loss. So B Man here is making some moves, and he's actually the guy that made the pickup that I wanted to make. Somehow, Danny Salazar was still on waiver wires, and I wanted to pick him up, um, but I did not pick him up because last night when I tried to add and drop somebody, the rosters were already locked, and I meant to do that today, but Brandon went ahead and did it this morning at 8 a.m., so that's no longer a possibility. So good good managing there, B. Good pickup. Good job. And uh, let's go through a couple of the other, couple of the other changes here. Uh, Derek Norris was dropped or added by Manny, and he dropped Ben Zobris, who's been on the DL for a little bit here now. Um, I went ahead and picked up Rafael Montero uh, when Adam Adovino went on the DL, which really came out of nowhere. But that just goes to show you, you know, don't invest in saves. Do not draft closers very high because there's already been, I think, four or five closers that have lost their jobs and guys that have had to step in. And if you're on top of the waiver wire, you can possibly get on that but you really do need to be paying attention. So if you know you're not going to pay attention, then go ahead and draft closers. If you know that you're going to be paying attention to what's happening out there, then go ahead and and just work the waiver when it comes to these closers and get some value from other positions. So that's a little bit of a draft strategy for you guys out there listening to think about. You know, closers are just a very, very high turnover. So think about that the next time that you have a draft next year. And, uh, you know, see what you can do. Maybe change it up a little bit if drafting closers is not working for you. So if you drafted all these guys that have already lost their jobs, well, hey, that's what you want to think about for next year. Um, so, all right, let's see. Manny, what do you think so far about the league? What are, you, are you having fun? You, you, uh, you enjoying it or what's going on? Oh, yeah. Of course I am, dude. I'm, I'm two and one. I'm sitting pretty. I'm getting the hang of it. I'm doing some trades. As you can see, you're lucky. You're lucky we could only make uh, we could only make six moves a week, 
If not, I'd be I'd be making moves almost almost every hour, man. <laughs> well, yeah, we've had three weeks and you're at 17 moves, so you're just one short of <laughs> of maxing that out. <laughs> yeah, so, that's because uh, <laughs> I found out late about it. I found out late about it. No, oh, well, there we go. So <laughs> that explains it. But uh, anyway, that is that's gonna wrap it up here for fantasy. Um, next week, I promise to have some some waiver wire pickups for you. Um, and what we're gonna do right now is we're gonna cut to another commercial break. And we're, when we come back, we're actually gonna have Spiker um, online from Tournament Guy, and we're gonna talk to him a little bit about what's going on uh, with Tournament Guy. Find out a little bit about what it is. And uh, we'll be right back after these after these uh, quick messages. Hitting Jacket is the official training tool and on-deck weights of ISPS. You've seen them at our World Championships. You've also seen them at our City of Miami Invitational Tournament. Hitting Jacket improves your bat speed, your strength and power, increases ball exit velocity, Hit live batting practice with it on. You see immediate results, and it's very, very easy to use. Visit HittingJacket.com and make sure you use the coupon code ISPSHJ10 for 10% off your complete order at HittingJacket.com. Again, that coupon code is ISPSHJ10. All right, and welcome back in. Uh, we are back here on the hot corner. So far tonight, we've been talking about viruses. We've been talking about fantasy sports. We did a quick wrap-up of the hot corner listener league. And uh, tonight, we're, we're going to have a special guest from turningguy.com. His name is Spiker Helm. Uh, Manny, do we have Spiker on the line there? I believe we do. Spiker, are you there? Yes, I'm here. How's it going? Hey, hey Spiker, Spiker, good to have you on here. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. I'm um, pretty excited for the opportunity and um, ready, ready to talk talk about Tourney Guy. All right. Well, hey, let's get right into it. I and mean, why don't you actually tell us what is Tournament Guy? Is it Tournament Guy or is it Tourney Guy? And and tell us um, a little bit about it. It, it. We go by both names, um, but the easiest way to explain uh, our website would be tournamentguy.com. Um, it's exactly how it sounds um, when you spell it out. Um, but one thing about Tournament Guy is that we are uh, a site for coaches, for competitive sports to find tournaments. And currently we have slow-pitch softball, fast-pitch softball, baseball, and basketball. And, we're gonna, and in the future we're going to uh, move into uh, more sports. And it's a pretty exciting time because we just went mobile friendly. So if you're if you're listening um, to to the podcast on your phone, you can literally search on the internet, type in tournamentguy.com, and, and it'll it'll take you right there. Wow, that's pretty. That's a pretty cool concept. Um, I've I've never heard of anything like this, and I've always thought something like this should exist. Uh, yeah. Where did you guys get Where did you guys get the idea to uh, to actually make this happen? Uh, so, a little bit of backstory to us is that we're we're, we're a baseball type of family, and um, I played at Missouri State University, and uh, my partner played at um, Missouri University University of Missouri, and then um, another guy that's on that's on our team 
he played at, at Lincoln University. So we're, we're a bunch of baseball guys. We, we've coached, we've played. And when we were coaching, we were trying to find these tournaments. And I, I remember it like it was yesterday. We, were, we wanted to go to Nashville, Tennessee. We wanted to play in, um, in Music City and had a great idea of, hey, there's Vanderbilt University. The kids will be able to see it. It'll, it'll be a great time. Well, we literally searched the Internet for a week trying to find these tournaments. And obviously that's on our free time and trying to find these, these tournaments for these kids while we, while we work on um, workouts for them and, and, and forms that they have to do throughout the day. And we couldn't find it, so we decided, you know what, we're going to go to Cape Girardeau, Missouri. And that's not fun. Cape Girardeau is a lot different than Nashville, Tennessee. I can tell you that right now. Yeah, that I can imagine. That I can imagine. Well, I'm here looking at your uh, site right now, man. It's a great-looking site. I love the graphics. You've got the baseball Thank stadium. You. You've got the softball diamonds. Yep. You've got the Thank basketball you. court on here. Man, it looks great. Um, very, very nice. And uh, I, I was going to ask you what sports you have available, uh, but I think you already told me. I'm looking at it right here. you you got the white baseball, you got the yellow fast pitch and slow pitch softballs, yep. and then you got the basketball, man. So that's really, really cool. Uh, yep. What states do you guys have this right now? So currently um, we are in 27 states, and um, that's from East Coast all the way to the West Coast. I know we have ISPS softball tournaments. Um, I mean, ISPS is all over the place, which is awesome, and I think that's a big draw for that, those events because um, you're going to be playing against people from all over, all over the country and all over the world. Um, and that's kind of the concept that we went off of is that we we're trying to find these tournament companies that they want a little bit more publicity because they, they have great events. And sometimes they get drowned out by the Internet. And so we kind of view ourselves as like the Google search for tournaments. And um, we've, had, we've had a lot of great feedback from coaches as well as directors because, one, coaches are finding the tournaments that are they're not, they're getting out of their comfort zone and being able to travel to cities that they previously couldn't travel to. And directors are getting those coaches or those teams. Um, I know with competitive softball, they're not really coaches. It's more, more teams and guys that form teams uh, on the whim and like to travel around. Um, they're finding those teams as well. So it, it, it's a great parody, and um, I know that people are loving it, and I can't wait for the future because we're going to add some features in the tournament guy, which makes it more clear and precise and for communicating. Oh, that's excellent. So, you know, what do you – I guess what's the goal? What does this mean for, you know, the softball community especially? I mean, obviously it's easy to kind of log on there and find a tournament, but – do you think this is going to change competition at all, or what, what do you think is going to be the benefit of tournament guy in the long run? Um, I, I think it's going to raise competition level, um, obviously. I mean, when you're finding teams that are, are very competitive and like to travel, they end up finding those other teams, um, just like the law of attraction, they, they, they find each other out, and they end up, um, end up finding a really good game. And I'm hopefully it's going to end up where tournaments become the standard of you, we have to go to this tournament because these are where the big boys play. This is, this is where everyone goes and we need to play those teams. And um, I think it'll end up raising the stakes for, especially in competitive softball. I could see a, t- a day where um, these t- 
tournament directors will actually raise the prices of the rewards and bring in those bigger teams because now they can be found. Whereas before, they're kind of iffy. They're like, you know what? I don't know if we're going to get these teams here, and I don't know if we're going to fill those slots. So I think we should back down the reward. And um, now with tournament guy, if they if they post a reward, you know what? Um, an example, I, I ran across a basketball tournament. I know this is kind of off topic with slow pitch, but there's a tournament out there that's ran by, oh, I can't think of it. They're not with us, but it's a $1 million stake. And um, if you are a team and you play for that tournament, um, one, you, you lose amateur status, um, but you could play for a million dollars. And I could see a day where competitive softball could go that route. And it might not be in five years. It might not be in ten years. But there's going to be someone that does it. And it's going to bring in a lot, a lot of attention to them and a lot of publicity, which ends up bringing in those big, big-name teams. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that, that makes a lot of sense. I think that, mm-hmm. you know, I know in just my experience talking with Manny, you know, off air and those types of things, you know, as a director, getting getting teams for tournaments can be difficult, you know, especially when, oh, yeah. you know, especially when you're, you're just starting up tournaments and whatever the case is. So, you know, being able to, to list on here is, is great. So how yeah. do you get, how do you get directors to find you guys? How do you, how are you guys trying to spread the word here? Well, I mean, we go from grassroots. I mean, it, it's just like, it's just like how a director does it. That's why I love these directors because they're hustling as much as we hustle and they grind as much as, as much as we're trying to grind. And um, it's that competitive nature of being an entrepreneur and saying, you know what? Um, we we want to bring you competition. We want to bring you those players and those teams and, um, what they can do is right now we're we're doing the email marketing. We're we're on social media. We take we take big pride in our social media presence. Um, we're we're on Medium.com, which is a blogging site, uh, which is co- which is corresponded with Twitter, and uh, obviously we're on Twitter. Uh, we're on Facebook, and we just reached out to um, Tumblr and started started an account there and Instagram. So we're doing the same thing that ISPS is doing which um, is developing that brand and um, developing that uh, kind of, hey, this is who we are. We want to be as transparent as we possibly can, and, and we have the best events. And um, it's the same thing with us. We, we, we offer the best events that we possibly can, and, and we take care of our directors. That's excellent. So, uh, you know, let's say things keep all going, keep going to plan here. Where do you see Tournament Guy in the future? Um, so – one of our big steps was obviously to be mobile friendly um, because the number one screen for everyone are, is phones. Uh, it, it's, it's gone away from the computer. So it, it's now everyone, the first thing that you do when you wake up is you check the phone. And um, that was a huge step. Our second step is obviously get, get all the sports that we can on the site. And then the third step is to make profiles. Um, I don't know if I've talked to Manny about this yet, um, I know we, we've had some conversations back and forth, but um, we're going to make this into a site where these directors can create their own pages, and they'll be able to create content to where they can draw in those coaches and those teams. Because right now, the the gates are pretty much flooded in our site, and yes, directors are able to get their tournament seen, but they're not able to 
present themselves in a way as being like trustworthy or transparent. And that, and that, and that's no knock on them. It's just um, there, there's no, there's no capability of that on tournament guy yet. And it's in for someone to be on social media, they're able to see that, but some of these directors don't have social media and they don't know how to do it. So we're going to end up creating a page for them so that they can put content out there. They can put their tournaments out there and um, put videos and kind of introduce them and be like, hey, these are the people that are part of, tur- uh, of our tournament, and we have the best tournaments, and um, we, we're going we're gonna to take care of your team. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's where Tournament Guy is going to be heading here in the next uh, year or two. Well, I think that's a great vision, and um, I, I think it's one that I think, like you said, is going to be great for the game. It's going to just improve that competition yeah. and, and – and help teams get better rewards too. I mean, that's that's a great thing, you know. As a player, that's what you want. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to play. You want to play in the tournaments that you're going to get good bats or bags or or cash. Yeah. So, looking forward exactly. to that. And uh, you know, I, I can't say that I've that I've heard about this before. I mean, like I said, I think this is something that I've always thought should have existed, but I, I didn't even know that it did. Is there anybody else out there doing this? Um, there's 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 a there's a number of. Uh, websites that do do this and um, there, there's actually a, another company that has a, has a pretty good grasp on it as well but they, they've kind of niched themselves in the space small market which is no knock on them it's just it just is what it is and one thing that when we did this was we looked at um, I, I hate to say it but like info sports um, there's there's another one called tournament links and, and the site was was clouded it was it was clouded and crowded and when we created it, we wanted to be the um, a clear cut, like, hey, this, you can search different parameters, and we're not gonna we're not gonna junk it up with ads because no one likes to go on a website and they see all these ads because it just kind of like kind of distracts them. They say, you know what, this is not me. I want something that's welcoming. It's straightforward. It's to the point. I just want my tournament and be done with it. And um, that's that's the route we took. Um, and Again, we're we're in we're in it for the long run. Where we're going to be hustling and trying to get these tournament directors on there because at the end of the day, they're going to receive the benefit and they're going to see a really a real big spike in the teams that they fill in for the tournaments that previously weren't filled in. I mean, obviously, um, ISPS is a great name and he's going to he's going to fill those tournaments. And but there there could be some straggle tournaments. He's like, you know what? this tournament's not really doing so well. I need to post this tournament. I need this this tournament to be posted so that I can fill those fill those empty slots that you know what, if we had an extra team it could it could change change the, the playing field for this bracket. Gotcha. Well yeah, I mean I I I think that it's a great thing that you're doing. Keep it up. Best of luck to you. Um, appreciate it. Want to thank you for coming out on the show here, Spiker, and uh, yeah. go ahead and just remind everybody, you know, uh, the website and uh, the social media links if you have them, so that guys can connect with you and yeah. you know look for tournament guy out there when you're looking for those tournaments, and go ahead and just yeah. let them know where they can find you. Yeah. Um, first off, I, I like to thank you again. Um, it's an interesting show because I, I was a microbiology degree in in college, so I kind of I could I, I could follow you on the viruses and um, it's funny because with baseball, I'm also big in, I was big into fantasy baseball with the team. So um, it, it was fun to, fun to listen in and, and, and hear, hear your guys' conversation. Um, 
But, again, you can follow us at tournamentguide.com. Um, just follow our site there. Our social media icons are there. Um, for Twitter, it's tourneyguy, at tourneyguy. Um, there's no E. It's just a Y, so it's T-O-U-R-N-Y-G-U-Y. And then um, Instagram, same thing, tourneyguy, um, underscore. It's tourney underscore guy for Instagram. And then Facebook, it's uh, facebook.com slash tournamentguy. So, um, again, I appreciate you guys having me on. It was, it was a blast. Definitely. Thanks a lot, Spiker. And we do this every Wednesday night at 7, and we're always talking some kind of health topic and baseball and all kinds of stuff. So you're always welcome to listen. And, you know, whenever oh, there's definitely. another update with Tourney Guy, maybe we'll bring you back on and we'll hear more about it. But uh, thanks for coming on again, Spiker. And uh, we're going to be right back after this next commercial with, uh, another special guest, Mr. Brian Cano Rivera, um, all the way from Puerto Rico, and Manny's going to talk to uh, Manny's going to talk to us about the Puerto Rico experience in a minute here. Um, but first, we're going to hit a quick commercial, so we'll be right back after this. Hey everyone, this is Manuel Ferrero reminding you to visit our sponsor, Muchera Sports at Muchera.com, the most innovative baseball and softball performance gear the base pass have ever seen. Muchera is the official sliding pants of ISPS. When you visit Muchera.com, make sure you remember to use the ISPS discount code. Simply put ISPS and receive 10% off your order. All right, so we're back in business here, and uh, we want to remind you guys out there that you can always call in to the show here, area code 347-637-3978. You can tweet us uh, at ISPSO or at Dr. Ray T. You can Facebook message us, whatever you like. Um, if you've got questions about viruses, about tourney guy, um, or about any fantasy sports at all, any waiver wire pickups, if you're thinking about dropping somebody but you're not sure and there's a guy in the waivers and what you should do or questions about a trade that somebody offered you, should you pull the trigger, feel free to give us a call or shoot us a uh, tweet or a text and let us know what's going on. But right now, Manny, let's go ahead and have you take over a little bit here, get in the driver's seat, and tell us a little bit about Puerto Rico and our special guest, Mr. Rivera from Puerto Rico. Well, yeah, man, uh, I just got back from Puerto Rico um we uh we started on friday we got in on um i guess it was like around let's say four four p m um in puerto rico time and um man dr ray it was it was a tremendous tremendous experience man i don't know have you ever been to to puerto rico no, sir, I have not. Man, it was tremendous. I, I definitely definitely recommend it for you to go. Um, so why don't we bring on Bryant Cano Rivera, and we can talk to him a little bit more about the trip. Brian, are you there? Cano. Yeah. Hey, I'm here, Manny. You hear me, Manny? Dímelo, Cano. How are you, man? Hey, yeah, we can I'm hear you. Bad. How are you? Hey, I'm doing good. What's going on, Dr. Ray? Hey, sir, how you doing? I'm here, man. I'm, I'm, doing I'm good. anxious to hear about what's going on. Yeah, thank you guys for bringing me on to the show. I really appreciate this moment that I'm getting right now. Oh, definitely. Oh, by all, all means. Thank by you. all means. 
Thank you for uh, being on the show. Cano, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about where you're from? Where Where are you from uh, on the island? From the island, I'm actually from Bayamón. From actually, uh, my father and my mother, they're from Villa España and Jardina Cabarra. I was actually raised in Fort Buchanan. That's where I went to school at pretty much most of my life. And that's where most of my family is from, Bayamón. And certainly right around the area, also different parts of the island also. But mainly Bayamón is where most of my family that I was raised with, that's where they're from. Bayamón, man. I, I didn't get a chance to uh, to go out there. I was staying actually in uh, in Dorado. I don't know if you, you – do you know where Dorado is? I'm sure you do. Yeah, Dorado's up north. Yeah, you, you were in nice beach areas. It was beautiful place yeah, where you man, was it at. Was, it was beautiful, man. I can uh I can uh I cannot complain about where I was staying at, man. It was it was tremendous. I recommend anybody to go out there to uh Dorado, man. But why don't why don't you tell me about your trip? How where, when did you get in? What what did you do on, on the island before and after the, the tournament? Well, actually I got there Friday like around twelve o'clock, landed in with a couple of the guys. Um, they went on their way to, to their beach house in Vega Baja. I went to Bayamón with my grandfather. And once I got to the island, pretty much, um, I went to the cemetery and visited my grandmother. I saw her grave um, for the first time, finally, and paid my respects to her. And then after that, came back, visited a couple of friends in the island, ate a little bit, and then Saturday morning, woke up. Went with my grandfather straight to the park to get ready to play some ball. Got there. It was nice and warm. Everything was set up pretty nice. We were ready to go. And Saturday, we started kicking it off, playing some softball. The weather was a little bit hot, but the turnout to me was pretty great. You know, my teammates came up and they showed up. We did pretty good. Actually, won the tournament. Um, as everybody knows, we went 6-0. I actually got hurt, unfortunately, playing, but... The guys that I came with were, were good enough, way good enough to be able to take over and, and do their thing and win the tournament, man. I mean, I, I appreciate them guys that came out there. They were awesome, man. Good sportsmanship. Everything was ran well. That's yeah. right. I remember you getting I remember you getting hurt. Why don't you talk to uh talk to Dr. Ray about your, no, Dr. Ray, your injury Dr. Ray and, and what happened to it? Put some talent on. Well I actually was running to third base and I tried to avoid from sliding and I took the stutter step type move to the third base and I actually pulled my calf muscle. And after that pretty much I was on the bench cheering my team on. But um it was a good uh, experience. I mean, good experience for me. You know, it sucks that I didn't get to play the whole time, but, you know, stuff happens for a reason, you know. But I enjoyed it with my grandfather, which is more important to me, which was that my friend, my grandfather was there in my presence. And I appreciated that more than anything. Of course, man, of course. Dr. Ray, what what do you recommend for Kano to uh, to do on a, on a pulled calf? Oh, pulled calf. Well, you know what? That is really just rest for a little bit. Um, kind of icing it and trying to uh, decrease inflammation as much as you can. And then active recovery is important. You want to start walking on it, stretching it out. But when you're recovering, you want to heat it up first using a hot pad or something like that and then move into a general warm-up. And then from there, you want to go ahead and you want to ice it down when you're done, you know. So it's kind of a gentle road back to recovery. Um, but if you can start to incorporate some exercise and that kind of stuff, then you'll be able to speed up that recovery time. Depending on the grade of the strain, 
it's probably going to take you, uh, you know, two two to six weeks. That type of a that type of a time frame is what you're looking at. No problem. Yeah, I, I kind of figured that much. I'm doing better. You know, everything's good. And I can't complain. I at least got to walk to where I need to get to. So that that's kind of the key. Yeah, that's the most important thing. Just being functional again. Um, but make sure that if you're doing a lot of walking and that kind of stuff, you, you make sure that you ice down at the end of the day and decrease that inflammation. Yes, sir. Good stuff. Well, Good stuff. Of, so, uh, um, how did the tournament go? Uh, the tournament went well. I mean, like I said, you know, the, the guys that we played against, you know, they were very good. They were good sportsmanship. You know, everybody played against each other. Everybody played hard. You know, everybody gave what they could. It was hot out there. Can't complain. So for the heat and for what was out there, you know, I think that everybody did pretty well. You know, everything was ran comfortable. The people were having fun out there. Hey, Cano, what what do you say to that team that uh, that showed up and then uh, they took one look at you guys and got back in their cars and and went back home? Los Los Cocodrilos. What happened to I Los Cocodrilos? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what happened to the Cocodrilos. So, you know, I, all I know is that my boys were ready. And and I had Rick Flair with me. I had Big Tony. I had Big Scott. I had Alex. You were ready to play the guys, but I don't know what happened. But eventually, they just left. They must have went home and forgot their gear, and they didn't make it back on time because we were ready to play, but eventually they left. I don't know. I mean, we kept on playing against the other teams. They stayed there and played against us. They didn't. They weren't scared. I mean, they, we were regular ball players just like everybody else out there. Nobody was getting paid to play ball. We're just out there to have fun. That's all it was to it, just to have fun. Exactly, bro. So uh, next year, April 24th through the 25th, Los Cocodrilos will be back in uh, Vega Baja. What, Cano, what did you think about Vega Baja, the, the stadium and the beach? I know you guys went out there to the beach in Vega Baja. We had the, well, the mayor of Vega Baja, Mr. Marcos Cruz. He said a few words before the before the tournament, we played the Puerto Rican National Anthem and the United States National Anthem. What did you think about Vega Baja? Vega Baja was a good location. Um, I didn't get to do, enjoy the beach, but I know the guys from what they told me that enjoyed the beach. They said that they loved it out there, and the people were very friendly. Los Cocodrilo, I don't know, but maybe next year they'll come back and they won't leave. We'll just have to hold them at the gate. We'll probably bring two teams instead so they can play our junior varsity team if they want to. But... um. Like I said, it was awesome, man. It's a beautiful place, man. I recommend it to anybody. You know, Puerto Rico is a beautiful island. There's always a lot of things to do out there aside from softball. And, you know, I appreciate the mayor for having us out there and giving us his time to come out also and talk on his behalf. And, you know, like I said, it was very fun. It was a good experience, man. I recommend it to anybody out there. Regardless what shows up and what's out there or what people say, you'll have a good time no matter what because what happens in Puerto Rico stays in Puerto Rico, and I guarantee everybody had a good time amongst brothers. My team, they had a real good time. I know they had a good time, and I, and I thank them for coming out there with me. And without them, we wouldn't have won it because they're the ones that played, really. I was just there cheering them on. So, you know, those are the guys that I, I got to give my hats off to and my grandfather for coming out there to support us the whole time, too. Yeah, and I and I know exactly what you're talking about. There, there were some people here in the United States that were a little bit scared about Puerto Rico. They... They hear a lot of stupidity out there that it's dangerous. I I did not, for, I, at least in my experience, I did not once feel in any danger or I did not see that there was any, you know, there was, 
it was nothing dangerous about Puerto Rico at all, man. Um, you know, so next year, if you guys, um, you know, if you guys man up, uh, come out to the island and, and play in Puerto Rico, man. Um, Dano, what what about? I know we only have a couple of seconds left. What what about the the Bacardi the Bacardi factory? Did you did you guys go out there? I never. I didn't. Like I said, I didn't get to go. But on behalf of my team, that I know that they went and they sent me pictures and they sent a little bit late and invited me a little bit too late because they was already on the tour bus by the time they called me, so I couldn't make it on time. But I heard they had a blast. They enjoyed it, and they went to the beach afterwards. So, like I said, the guys were amazed with everything they saw out there, man. They they kind of had a different aspect once they finally got to see what was there before they got there. But I heard they had a blast, man. I, I don't know what they did and what happened, and that's not my problem. But I heard they had a real good time, and that was a blast for those people. And that's, that's what matters. That's all that matters. As long as they had fun, I'm good. I'm okay with that. Yeah, man. Let me tell you, I had I had a blast, man. Uh, I actually had the I went to the tour on Monday, and uh, I learned all about the Bacardi, the Bacardi family, uh, their history. Uh, I was able to buy a, a special edition uh, bottle of rum there that that was uh, stamped from Santiago de Cuba, where where they are from, from the island of Cuba. Uh, it was a great experience the whole time in, in on the island. Uh, visiting old San Juan. Uh, it was a great, great experience, and I, I recommend everybody out there to listen, listening in to um, to come and play next year on the island, April, April 22nd through the 24th of 2016. We'll be back on the island of Puerto Rico. So, uh, hey, maybe Dr. Ray will put a team in, and he'll uh, go out to yeah. the island and play those. The, yeah, the so come on. But he can't bring his fantasy league with him, though. He got to bring some real ball players. <laughs> yes, sir. That'll be my pleasure. That'll be a lot of fun. Hey, We're come on. See if we can get that organized. Let's do it, man. Let's do it. All right, man. Well, yeah, hey, man, listen, it was I a know great. We want to thank you for uh, we want to thank you for coming on the show, Manny. We want to thank you for uh, the experience that you shared with us about. Uh, Puerto Rico and everything it sounded like a great time. <clears throat> we're gonna have to do a we're gonna have to do a show straight from Puerto Rico. Uh when it's that'd be nice. That'd be nice. I think that might be thing that might be something that we're gonna have to do in the future. But uh again we wanna thank everybody out there for listening. We want to uh remind you guys that we will be back now each and every Wednesday again at seven o'clock on the hot corner. Uh if you guys have questions about what we spoke about today, again feel free to give us a call throughout the week. Uh, send us texts, tweets, whatever you want. Remember, this show is for you guys to keep you educated and entertained. So anything that you want, you just let us know, and we'll talk about it on the air here, and you're welcome to join in the conversation. So, again, everybody, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you next week on the Hot Corner. Everybody out there, be well. Manny, Cano, you guys take care. Have a good one, and uh, let's listen to some War Chant, Manny. <laughs>